This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, episode record-breaking, ladies and gents, because we've just obliterated Wolves 6-0. It's a record-breaking victory, and it's record-breaking actually in so many other ways as well, because the Zerbi's just an absolute madman. But before we get into all of the other football, and yes, we do have to mention Forrest, and we have thought of a little one-minute <laughs> one minute opinion 30 each seconds each. <laughs> of a Forrest segment, and I thought that was quite funny, so we're going to run with that anyway. But before we do... Joined with a very, very, very sunburnt, famous Ben. Um, how are you doing? Mate, it's because Brighton, so, Brighton are on so much flames. I've just got burnt <laughs> by the flames that Brighton are on. That's what's happened. Don't look at the sun. Um, if you are listening, people, yeah, be careful with the sun. It is a powerful thing. I think I do this every single year when it's the first sunny day. I forget to put cream on because I'm like, it, I'll be fine. And then I'm never am. Ben, you're happens. literally like Carl Pilkington. You're, you're like, it's like it's so it's bad. It's like you've discovered fire for the first time. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> things are hot. <laughs> sun's powerful. Yes, yeah, sun's man. powerful. No shit, oh, Sherlock. Yeah. But yeah. people were being nice. The girl I was speaking to yesterday, look what we were just talking about, obviously, because I literally get no girls. Um, joking. <laughs> she, I was like, am I burnt? I am really burnt, aren't I? She was like, no, no. And I was like, how? I literally went to the mirror. And I was like, oh my God. It looks like I'm just blushing from the embarrassment of saying Dennis and Dav's finished, but I actually am yeah, sunburnt. But yeah, we got, actually, Mate, he yeah, called you out big time. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I want to, I want to say, I, Mazdak Michael Mirza there, wholeheartedly <laughs> apologise for any Undav slander. However, it was warranted after the Man United game, and he, you know, and it is one game. I, I am going to put it out there. It's just one game against Wolves, but. It was a fuck. It was a great, great performance, and fair play to him. He, he, he yeah. shut all the doubters up, and fair play to him. He, he, um, it takes a lot of like, like on a serious note, it takes a lot of character to actually because like any player could just go all the way downhill from here. But fair play yeah. to him. He's actually like bounced back and uh, a cracking. That second goal was incredible. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get onto it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out, how was how was your? Uh... I say weekend. It is still Sunday, so it's, it's weird. But yeah, how was your yeah. start to the weekend? <laughs> Yeah, mate, it being very busy. I, 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 work, uh, I had a big shoot on Friday, then another shoot yesterday in, in Birmingham. Um, and then now I'm back in Brighton, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm in a bad place. I'm in a bad place. Not mentally. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Now I'm back in Brighton. 
loving life back in, back in ends. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to go to a birthday party in a bit and then going out tonight. How about nice. you, Ryan? Nice. That sounds good, mate. I mean, obviously, we have Ben on the overlap as well. So we've been all representing out here in the last couple of days. And, um, <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah I, I had a bit Jesus. of a meme come out of me on Friday where I stood in front of the Zerbi for a solid 20 minutes. Uh, I don't know if you boys saw it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's on the club no. website. Um, I want to just, because someone said that my Is fade it? was bad. And now I've had a haircut and I was supposed to have a haircut <laughs> before the game. Sorry, before the press. And I was like, oh, no, I'll just have it a day later. And it's the one day that I actually get pictured right in front uh, of the Zerbi blocking the view and I've got a horrible fade. But I have got a nice haircut again. So well, you, you need can, to you see get off my back. Sack your barber, right? Um, yeah. Sack, yeah, sack, yeah, sack your mum. in a group chat. <laughs> I saw it and I thought, oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, no, it wasn't It wasn't one of my finest moments. But to my to my uh, apology out there. Hashtag sack Mrs. Um I, I was actually trying to get the voice notes app up. That's what I was trying to do. And because I get it on there and then I can transcript it later. So I'd, I was trying to get it up and it was, yeah. I was just making a bit of a hash of it. And I was just, that's all. It wasn't, I wasn't in complete awe of the man. That's one, that's one thing I don't miss is trans, transcribing. Oh, yeah. man, transcribing is hell. <laughs> yeah, I get Imagine me. having to transcribe this. Okay, right. Um, my, yeah, anyway, I'm not even going to bother talking about what just happened there. Uh, but we will talk about the football, finally. Guess. People have actually come in here to watch. And um, Nottingham Forest, obviously, it was a, it was a one of them. 3-1 uh, win, massively deserved. Credit to Forest, whatever. But we're going to do 30 seconds to a minute. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you 20 seconds slack um, of your opinion. Little roundup of the game. And uh, I will be timing you. So, uh, no, I'm joking, I won't be. But yeah, go on, Ben. Hit me. 30 seconds to a minute of Nottingham Forest in your opinion <laughs> right why we lost is because we just played 120 minutes of football and then got lost in pens obviously um, they players are absolutely tired after like 60 odd minutes thought we had a really really good start um, and then yeah obviously Jason Stillman all saves the penalty which maybe you could then say should he have been in goal for the penalties against United like we argued about um, in the previous episode Um yeah, I think the Forest have to win it, and we were just absolutely knackered, and we paid the price. Mm-hmm. Fair, yeah. And Matt? Um just to add on to that, yeah, I, th- I thought from from the uh, I thought we were actually really good up until that equal. I know that sounds stupid and quite obvious, but up until that equaliser, which was quite a fortu- fortuitous equaliser, I think the deflection off Gross, I think it was, and obviously still sort yeah. of like palmed it in. So I think that sort of maybe you know hit us, uh, you know. Yeah, it just put us off a little bit. And and of course, yeah, fatigue came into it. Like you said, Ben, 120 minutes of football just doesn't help. And um, like mentally as well. And also, and I know, Ryan, you're going to mention it as well. But we said, didn't we, before the game, the atmosphere is going to be great. And mm. I think that definitely played a part as well. Like the crowd got behind them, you know, as soon as they scored their equaliser and then, you know, scored their second, the crowd was like fully behind them. Mm. Like, like you said, Ben, we sort of just then were like, let's, We've sort of given up at that point. And yeah, fair play to Forrest. Great result for them. Um, and then, yeah, we, we bounced back in, in amazing fashion. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much what you guys have said, apart from the fact of, yeah, they wanted it more than us. Quite clearly, they wanted it more than us. Every second ball was theirs. 50-50s were theirs. Classic, classic, classic case of going to a bottom of the league team in April. Um, it's it's one of them, isn't it? it? It was us not too long ago. So you have to remember that. It was us not too long ago. And um, we were the team that fired up you know, take anything we can from better sides, which we are nowadays, which sounds weird to say, but it's true. And um, yeah, credit to the Forest fans because I, I went and it was it was by far the best 
atmosphere that I've seen personally. Um, I, I, I haven't heard a, a ground that loud in my life. They were unbelievable. So um, pretty much since they scored their equaliser, they were just pretty much rampant. And yeah, full credit to them. Uh, yeah. But big, big, up to the, big up to Jason Steele. That was a bit of a tongue twister because that penalty save was nice. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to the game which we bounced back in, which is quite nice to be doing it this way because otherwise we would have been, you know, maybe a little bit more of a low podcast. Yeah. But to, to come back uh, from such a... It was a good pot to a... not be able to film, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite helpful that they yeah. all come quite quick, quick because obviously if we filmed it, it would have only gone up yesterday and then we've got the game and then it, I think it would have just been a bit of a mess. So I'm glad we didn't um, because now we've got this game to talk about. We've come back and it's, it, is, it is a comeback and a half, to be honest with you. I mean, to have the disappointment, the heartbreak at Wembley, the hangover at, uh, at Nottingham Forest and then to come back against a side like Wolves, who've got three wins in their last four. They've been on decent form. Lopetegui's got them playing some half-decent football at times. But we've obliterated them 6-0. I mean, it's the biggest ever win, as I said at the beginning of the pod. I'll let you go, Maz, to begin with. Because, I mean, where to start, I guess, it's up to you. Because it's just so many talking points. Well, well, I, th- I think the best place to start is the, the lineup. But like, obviously, I think I speak mm. for ninety percent of Brighton fans when I say that that lineup surprised a lot of people and a lot of doubts as well. Like, I'm not—I'll I'll be real with you. Like, I'll be honest. When I saw that lineup, I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like, that is crazy. To, to... Lump on walls. I was saying. Yeah, like, like yeah, literally lump on walls. Because, and this is just me being honest. Like. You look at players that haven't really played much, like Dennis Undav going to that game, uh, Billy Gilmore going into that game. Um, who else played that probably hasn't played much football? Yeah, basically, let's let's just pick those two for example. Like going into that game, you thought right, they haven't played much football, and let's say Dennis Undav when he has played, he hasn't played very well. So it, looking at that lineup it was a bit like, oh, okay, I'm really worried because we need to bounce back. Yeah. This is like a huge game for us going into a really run, tough run of fixtures. Can we bounce back? And fair play to the Zerbi, fair play to all the players. Like, yeah, the way we set up and how quickly we started that game and how quickly we asserted dominance and scoring those quick goals as well and just sort of setting the, the tone of the uh, the afternoon. I think, yeah, fair play to everyone involved, especially Deserby, because, yeah, he, he trusted Gilmore, he trusted Undav, and they repaid him. They were both outstanding yesterday. Gilmore and Undav, both fantastic. So, yeah. Fair play to, to everyone involved and um, what a way to bounce back. Mm. Yeah, and Ben, I mean, you're right in saying about the lineup. Were you shocked to see Undav and, and Gilmore? Or to be honest with you, was it one of those where you're quite relieved? Because I personally was quite relieved. I was I was a bit like, thank God we're not starting Caicedo again because he was done. Matoma was done. McAllister was done. The legs at that at Forest were horrendous. I pretty much everyone had a stinker game, uh, particularly that second half. So was it a bit of a a bit of one of those where you're a bit like, yeah, thank God for that a bit, you know? Um, oh yeah, I, I kind of wasn't surprised because like you said, they actually were knackered on, at Forest, you could tell. Um, and yeah, when the lineups came out, my friends were asking me, oh, should I put Brighton and Macca? And I was like, absolutely not, like back walls for sure. <laughs> and then of course, <laughs> really? literally in the sixth minute, we scored and they were looking at me like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't like in the same, in terms of oh we're going to lose. It was just one of those where it was like oh it's it's a weakened side so to speak. Mm. That was my only concern. I, I didn't yeah I didn't have the same mentality of like oh we're going to lose for sure. But I was a bit like wow no. that's and then yeah I was working as well and I and everyone was like oh four nil four nil after twenty minutes I was like what the actual hell <laughs> um, yeah so yeah it was, it was mad. 
It did surprise. Yeah, I, I yeah, I hold my hands up. I completely thought we were going to lose. Maybe it's a poor mentality to have, but it's just how I felt. And especially after Forest, the way we lost, I was like, heads might be down. Um, throwing in some youngsters. But I tell you what, I didn't have the mentality of Paul Merson, who had an absolute howler. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw. Absolutely. He was discussing it with uh, Jeff, Jeffrey, no, Jeff Stelling. No, yeah, Jeff Just Stelling, uh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I should know his name. He's an absolute legend. Um, <laughs> and he was saying about like, the only thing I can see about that team is that De Zerbe, he knows they're not ready for Europe. So he's putting out a weakened team. Like they're on the beach. The season's over. That's sort of basically kind of what he was trying to say. Um, he was like, that's the only reason I can say it. He doesn't want to, doesn't want to qualify for Europe, which, is mental. Why would someone not want to qualify for Europe? Yeah. It'd be an unbelievable achievement. Um, and Jeff, to be fair, was being like, Merce, what are you all about? This is literally like their yeah. objective this season is to get uh, Europe. Um, and then obviously, yeah, beating them 6 0 with that weekend team, um, not wanting to qualify for Europe, obviously, yeah. Paul. Um, 6 0 was hilarious. Yeah, 6 0 six six with a cup team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, I ate my hat and my friends weren't happy with me because I told them not to bet on Brian. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I want to start with um, particularly Gross and Gilmore because I thought they were absolutely fantastic. I thought, for me, Gilmore was man of the match. I thought he was he was brilliant yesterday. He really took his chance, um, and I'm so happy for him because I said it so many times. I've I, I could I, I've always wanted him to play. I knew he was a good player. Just was waiting for that moment for him, and um, God did he take it! Uh, such a such a great performance, controlled that midfield, and considering that he didn't have Caicedo and McAllister around him, you would never have known it. I mean, uh, sometimes on a counter attack, Neto had us a little bit. Um, probably the only one for Wolves you could actually say had a half decent game was yeah, Neto. Um, yeah, and I, I thought, yeah, Gilmore was fantastic. Gross was just he, he is. Uh, an absolute legend, icon, Rolls footballing Royce. genius. Yeah, Rolls he is Royce. sensational. Absolutely sensational. Uh, how he's not spoken about, and this is a, a topic I want to talk, talk to you about before we talk about the, you know, Gilmore and, and, and Undavs. I want to talk about Gross, a player that's in the team, got another full 90, uh, considering everything that's been, you know, going on. He played right back for the last portion of the game as well. And now he's played, I think, every position for us. He's still the second highest uh, chance created behind Kevin De Bruyne since 2017. And not to mention the fact that he, he's got, I don't even, even know how much more accolade I can give this man. But he's now only got two goals away from becoming our all-time record goal scorer in the Premier League. And his assists oh, speak for themselves. So the goal that he scored was a joke. And both his goals that he scored was a joke, actually. At what point does he start getting taken seriously by the rest of the Premier League? Or is this, or is this still not enough? <laughs> I let like, this is an open question because well, I can see well, Matt's looking at it. Mm. Yeah, the the mad thing for me is he's never been called up to the Germany squad, and yeah. it gives me proper like Lewis Dunk. I, I know I know yeah. Dunk. He's obviously played. Uh, he's got one cap, but Gross has never played for Germany, and I mm. think that's just outrageous. For like, I, yeah. I, I'm sure it's one of those things. You know, like. How, uh, sort of the big club bias. I'm sure that still applies in Germany. Whereas, like, he obviously plays for Brian, so they're like, "Oh, he doesn't yeah, play for Brian. Doesn't play for Dortmund. Yeah. Doesn't play for a big, yeah. Doesn't play for a big European team. So he's not good enough." But as you said, Ryan, his stats speak for himself. Um, like, he, he's just his general play, and, and I think I think you made a really good point about the positions he plays. Like, he's so willing to play anywhere. It seems like yeah. he just. I, I saw someone actually say. Um, just get him on the pitch and he will play for you. No matter where, what mm. position he's in, he will get you an assist. He will get you a goal contribution. He'll be a part mm. of the play. Like, he just wants to play football. And I think that's so incredible to see in, like, a professional. And I'm sure the younger lads yeah. as well must see that in training and, and 
in games and be like, I want to be like Pascal Gross. Like, I was trying to have yeah. that attitude of just playing football and doing what I need to do for the team. And I think, yeah, he's class. He's incredible. Uh, and Ben, any other thoughts on Pascal? Uh, overrated, mate. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Get him gone. Um, <laughs> no, I think the, the craziest thing is, and I think you said it earlier, Ryan, is the fact that he was still so good without those key players on the pitch and, mm. yeah, carry the team and then got the best out of all the other players that came. And, like, even in CISO, what a player. Yeah, he was, oh, yeah. my God. I'm so happy that he, he's, like, that exciting to watch, similar to Matoma in that sense. Was he, um, he's, the, he's the youngest ever South American to get two assists two in the Premier League. Assists, yeah. Yeah. Crazy yeah. stuff. That's yeah. mad. Scary hours for the Premier League, mate. But, yeah, yeah. Gross is incredible. Um, build him a statue. Uh, that yeah, like you said, Ryan, that finish was insane. Like to, the ball yeah, was drilled into him pretty powerfully by Nciso yeah. to like flick up like that. I'm guessing he meant to do that, obviously, and then just volley it. Like it looked like he was playing against kids in a park at some time. It was so good, phenomenal player. Yeah, you're right though. The way he does play football is like he's played in the park. His IQ is is unreal. Like he he does. He's not yeah. the quickest. Everyone knows that. I mean, when he was put a right back, don't get me wrong. He, d- he gets done for pace. He did. He did get a bit against Brennan Johnson and stuff at, at Forest. But it doesn't matter because if you're if you're playing the midfield where he's supposed to be, right? And I know he can play everywhere. But if he's playing anywhere along the midfield or anywhere, even on the right side. He's he's intelligent enough to be there and in the right spaces at all times. And his his ball striking is, is fantastic. By the way, the, the the volley was was so crisp. You don't you don't just score those types of goals. You have to be a good player to score those types of goals. You're right about Julio, by the way. Um, big credit to him because he is only 18. Um, he's 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 really come on this last few weeks. So I don't know what. 19, sorry. Yeah, 19. I don't know what the Zerbi's been feeding him recently, but he's he's just changed completely. It's a different different Julio to what we, we remember. You know. And, and talking about age as well, Ryan, um, people forget, I think, Billy Gorman was only 21. Like, because yeah. he's been around for so Younger long. Younger than me, man. He's like, what, mid Yeah, like, he's finished, you know, well, not finished, but like, he, he, <laughs> like, he should have um, realised his potential already. But people forget that he's 21 <coughs> years of age. And mm-hmm. going back to the point of not playing with key players, he even came out and said, didn't he, after a, a press conference saying, um, I've, uh, it's always hard being behind Caicedo Ka- and McAllister because they're yeah. so good. Um, and I've never actually been on the pitch with them to play with them. No. Um, and it's so <laughs> like, it just shows his mentality. Like, and he said, it, I want to work harder to get better. And I think that just shows everything about him. Like he, he, he wants to work hard for the team. He wants to get better and he'll take his chances when he's given it, given it to him. So, and I think Zerbi came out as well and saying that he made a mistake about, uh, not playing him and Undav enough. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like he sort of realised his mistake of not playing them enough. And now he's actually going to try and rectify that, which is, again, I think fair play to Zerbi. He's putting his hands up and admitting to, uh, you know, a lot of managers don't like to admit when they're no. wrong. So fair play to him again. That's the beauty, yeah. the beauty of football. We played such a weak team. Well, sorry, not such a weak, a weaker team. But yet Zerbi said that was like his best ever game of football management. And it yeah. wasn't with like five of, or like four of the players that we always start with that are our best players. That's just... Probably why it was his yeah, best. what a day. Because, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's I like, I think that was a, him. our biggest goal margin since 2006, which is funny wow. enough because scoring six goals, which is, yeah, mm. insane, yeah. historic day. They had the sixes. I mean, yeah, we've, uh, maybe, uh, the Deserby, yeah, his honesty is, you know, sort of integral to the way that he is. I think, you know, when you listen to him talk, you, I know he does some, sometimes say some crazy stuff, but you know he's telling the truth. Um, and, I, and I respect that a lot. I mean, it, it gets it gets him a lot of respect, not just here, but around football as well. Um, and actually, he we've now got 50 goals in 25 games under the Zerbi, 
which is insane. I think we're the third top scorers in the league, got 61 in the Premier League this season. Um, only City and Arsenal scored more. I think uh, Liverpool are up there as well. I think they're pretty much level on us. It's got insane. The highest XG in Europe now as well. The highest XG in Europe. Still, that, still got the highest XG. It's mad, you know, around. because um, it goes to show this whole squad depth conversation that everyone was having before the before the game and and don't get me wrong you know obviously we're looking at we could talk about transfers later obviously there's Jao Pedro James Milner there's a few wrench as well to be talking about um madness yeah absolute yeah. madness it's only April we're talking yeah. about transfers but um yeah we've we've been we've been sensational recently I think it goes to prove that we do have the quality in our young players I think it's obvious we do and the fact that we've got sort of Gilmore to step up and put in a performance of that level and here's the question I want to ask you boys obviously we've got I know it's not a Man United preview yet but we've got Man United on Thursday it's a quick turnaround do you think that Gilmore has done enough to retain that spot to stick alongside Caicedo and McAllister potentially for United or would you put him back on the bench I'll start with you Maz uh, yeah, I, th- I think definitely his performance warranted it. I think mm. definitely, like you could, if you if you're basing it on the uh, performance against Wolves, hundred percent he deserves a spot. It, but in saying that, will will Deserby want to tinker with that that usual midfield three that he usually goes for? I'm probably doubtful. Depending on Veltman, I know he got injured again, didn't he? Yeah, um, against Wolves, or there's, there's some, doubt, some doubt. So yeah, depending on the Veltman injury. Why not? You know, does he want to put Pascal back at right back? And um, yeah, will he put Gilmore in midfield? That's mm. definitely a possibility. And and based on Warren, if you want to do it on, you know, merit, definitely he deserves it. Um, it just it's all down to deserving it. I, I don't think I don't think it, I can't personally call his lineups anymore or what he's mm. what he's planning to do because uh, he'll just I'm sure he'll spring some kind of surprise and play bloody Moran in midfield or something against <laughs> Man United. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I can't predict it. But no, definitely on, on performance and merit, for sure. Yeah. And Ben, what would you do? Um, no, I would have our strongest midfield. Because, like, we saw how important that midfield battle was in the semi-final. Like, we completely dominated that midfield. And yeah. they'll be at full strength, I think, now, um, especially in that midfield. And we saw how good Carcedo was against them. So, it would be silly to not play him. I know Alexis probably wasn't at his best, maybe, in the semi-final. It might be being harsh, but... I still think he should still, yeah, he should play well rested after, yeah, the 6 0. But, um, yeah, I mean, Gilmore maybe comes on off the bench if we're kind of trying to um, hold on to a result at Old Trafford. Oh, no, sorry, at, um, at the Amex. But, yeah, I can only see Alexis and Caicedo starting. Interesting. I think, yeah, the, the Veltman thing has, has probably thrown a spanner in that. I think that you could be seeing Gross right back because um, he has adequate cover with legs in front of him. I think that's the one thing that really cost us. Uh, Forrest was there was no legs and um, you know it's sort of solely down to him to yeah. deal with pacey wingers and it was never going to it was always going to be a mismatch in that sense because um, they are like the sort yeah. of hit and run no. merchants that you would expect of a lower end you know they, they'll tap the ball past you and outpace you um, I think that against United it's going to be a lot more of a close tactical battle than that it's not going to be uh, a 1v1 situation so I reckon yeah we'll have I would have Gilmore to stay in I think he has earned it I think you, you can't put a man in the match performance in at home and and get dropped again. Um, so I'll keep him in and I'll put McAllister and Caseda with him. Um, but as well, another talking point I wanted to bring up, and one that I didn't really get to see too much on, on social, really, considering how good he was, was Adam Webster. I thought he was fantastic yesterday. Uh, he won everything there was to win. Very good passing as well. The sort of old school Adam Webster that we all remembered, the one we were touting for England. And, you know, he dropped Colwell, which obviously was a big call because I don't think it was resting Colwell. I think he genuinely probably dropped him. Um, I don't know though because I'm not a manager yeah. but Webster's, Webster so, so was fantastic on that. 
yeah, just on that, I think Colwell was actually awful against Forest. I, I, I thought he got. I thought everyone not was awful. Though, to that's, be a fair harsh. that's a bit harsh. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's fair. Yeah, no, awful is harsh. But I, I just didn't think Colwell, he didn't impress me against Forest, considering he was sort of fresh off the back of the man. Like he had mm. fresh legs, so I thought he'd be like you know, fit. But he was getting burnt for pace. He was. He looked a bit sloppy. He looked a bit tired. He didn't look mm. like he was. And again, I, I get it. The whole team was a bit under par. But I thought that was Colwell's um, opportunity against Forest to be like, right, I'm going to be the I'm going to be the number one centre half with Dunk because obviously Dunk's untouchable. So it's that, yeah. that literally him and Dunk Webster had a bad game against Forest too. So I think it was one of those where you know yeah. one under, one sure. performs badly and then. You both, you know, it's a calamity of errors. Really, yeah, wasn't don't that game. Forms, uh, the Stupinian sort yeah. of gave away a penalty no, early. Um, so yeah, I'd say it's yeah a mixture of all of that. To be fair, but um, would you? What would you do with Webster? I mean, I, I would keep him in. I, I think he, he deserves it. Uh, he put in a great performance yesterday. I know he didn't get too tested, but when he was called upon, he made some great blocks. And that's one thing that you can say about Webster is he does make some great blocks. And I don't know. It, it feels like he's been so held back with his injuries and we all knew that he was a great player with a lot of potential. Otherwise, I don't think we would have spent 20 million on him. And, you know, we knew it probably last season more so and we got to see him more consistently. This season, we've barely seen him too much. Concerned. You know, we've, we've sort of been swapping him with Colwell and then Colwell's come in and then Webster's come in. There's never been that sort of dead cert too, has there really? Um, so Ben, I don't know what you think, mate, but would you, would you have, or I don't even know, not would you have, but what do you prefer? Is it, is it a Webster dunk or is it a Colwell dunk or are you happy to just keep rotating between them? Um, I, I think rotating's fine. It definitely see, well, seems to have been worked this season. Maybe like against Forrest, yeah, like Maz said, uh, Colwell didn't have the best of games, which is unfortunate. But um, no, I think keep them rotating. Uh, I do prefer the Duncan. Webster combination, maybe it's just just for the memes and just them being together because they remind <laughs> me of like the Duncan Duffy and think uh, as Brighton fans we're so used to having like that solid pair every single time depending yeah. on who plays next to Dunk. But um, yeah, I think I think Dunk uh, Webster still probably gets ahead of Cole for me. I know a lot of the younger Brighton fans prefer Cole Will because he's got seventy three pace on FIFA, but it's, <laughs> but I think for me personally, it's Adam Webster. I... This is a really tough one. When when you're talking about who would I choose, as in if I was Deserby, like I think in my head, yeah, based off like the most recent performances of Forest and Wolves, I'd I'd, I'd right now I pick Webster, right? But if you were to talk about maybe across the season, I think I preferred Colwell more, mm. and I'd, it's a really tough one, like to, yeah, to pick between the two. Uh, yeah, going into the next game, it's Man United. I'd pick Webster. However, I, I don't know. I think. Over the season, I feel like Cole has been pretty good. Well, he has been very good. So very good, it's yeah. a really, really tough one. I'm, yeah. 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 So I, I, do you know what, do you know what this is me, not me getting to the point of, but it's, it's quite interesting is we can't decide between at least four positions here. And people are complaining about squad depth. And look, I'm not saying I'm one of those people. And I probably was not one of those, was one of those, you know what I'm trying to say. I've been one of those people. And, you know, I think that our squad depth does need improvement. It goes without saying but when we can't decide our best 11 and we say that the next best alternative is good enough to start and we can't decide whether he's not, they put in a man in the match performance every week. You know, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at is, you know, it's a very young squad. Um, I think that what we, what we really saw yesterday was how we, how we can almost not have to wait until these players are ready 
and we can almost just throw them in and they are ready. I think Facundo was was good against Forrest in that first half. I think that you've got Enciso coming through now. You think about the ages of these two boys. I mean, one's 18, one's 19, I'm pretty sure. It's somewhere along them lines. Gilmore's 21. Obviously, Webster's a little bit older. Colwell's 19. Is he 20 now? Um, you know, these the, all these players, these four players that we've been talking about are younger than I am. And, you know, they're a lot younger than a lot of the Brighton fan base alike. And we're, we're looking at them thinking... Are they good enough? Do we rest? Do we, do we drop them? Do we rest them? And I just think it's quite an entertaining topic. But for me personally, I'll say I'd have probably Webster for United. Um, although I do, I do like Colwell a lot, and I hope we, I, I, I said on the podcast that I'd, I'd spend sort of forty million on him without a doubt, um, especially with Chelsea's um, sort of financial issues as well. But that's a whole other conversation in itself. But um, we'll move on. Um, we'll talk about the goals actually, because that's one thing we haven't done. Is um, sorry. Yeah, oh, I, thought you, I thought you were speaking to me. Don't no, me. I was just saying, uh, thirty million, 30, thirty million for Colwell, and we'll call it a deal. Yeah, I could, I could live with that. Thirty million was fine. Thirty million is fine. All right, okay. Well, um, we'll go on to the goals because there, there's there's six of them to talk about. Um, you sort of take your pick as to what was the best. Uh, obviously, we we started early. Um, I'm just trying to remember back to how it all started, but we we hit them very early. I think it was the sixth minute. Was it a sixth minute? Um, yeah, yeah, we were fantastic. I, I don't know how it took so long to get the VAR. Um, that's what I want to get to. Uh, the VAR took too long again. Um, but I don't know. What do you think, Ben? Was it was it to you onside straight away or not? Um, well, I think it was a bit questionable when I saw it, um, when I saw the highlights. Um, so, but, but yes, it still doesn't justify the time that it took to actually come to the decision. Um, after seeing one replay, you're like, yeah, he's onside. So, don't, yeah, that's a bit weird for them. Mm. It was like, um, what was that decision? Uh, was it Southampton? Yeah, uh, Che Adams against Southampton. Uh, for Southampton, sorry. Against, who was it the other day? Uh, Bournemouth. So, it was like literally exactly sort of the same vibes, but he was, literally had like half a toe offside. And um, I was thinking as well, like, if they're going to do that to Undav as well, it'd be so yeah. harsh. But he, to be fair, his was like pretty pretty stonewall sort of like onside decision, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I thought the flick from Welbeck as well, like Welbeck got two goals and assist, was it? So three two goals, goals. Yeah. assists, maybe. Was it two goals, two assists? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, four goal uh, contributions as well. And yeah, it was great. Flick <laughs> as well. And a uh, fair play to Undav. It was very good, like good reaction times as well. Cause like the flick came at him quite quick. So he had to like pivot mm. his body. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was, it was a decent little finish to be fair to him. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Welbeck, Welbeck's foot was fantastic. Um, second goal um, was, let's think, Gross. Great counter-attack. Started by Gilmore. And CISO um, Gross. And CISO put it across. Gross. First time finish. Left foot. It's straight in the top corner oh. as well. The assist was fantastic. So quick thinking. Again, this yeah. isn't a CISO that we were talking about. Yeah. It was too erratic not too long ago. Um, yeah, Gross. Great finish. Ben, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I was thinking that when we talked about Ciso early in the pod, I was like, it's, "It's mental how more well." Quite recently, we were saying that is he ready yet? And Jesus, he is. He's so good. Um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant assist. The through ball split, split the Wolves' defence apart, and then yeah, a cracking finish from Gross, left footed mm. as well. Mm, I agree, Ben. How about even? Uh, yeah, no, uh, I thought you know the way Gross took both goals. Like I know we we'll get on to the second one, but I thought he's. He's like his technique is just fantastic. Like the way he strikes mm. the ball, um, and it's just yeah. I mean, if you were, if you wanted to look at a striker of the ball in terms of his his range of passing and the way he strikes 
you know, his shots, like you would want, you would want to sort of base your, your, uh, you know, technique on him. Um, yeah. And yeah, just a really, really well worked goal, uh, really well taken. And again, it just going up 2 0 up uh, in such an important big game, I think that just, again, set the tone for the rest of the afternoon. Right, we're back. <laughs> we're back again. Um, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on to the. Well, we've already really spoke about the grossest goal. To be fair, it's a yeah. great strike. Uh, but we'll, we'll mention it again just because it was so good. A great strike straight into that sort of not not quite top corner, not quite bottom corner. It's the in between side netting. But what what goal that was? I mean, uh, we've already spoke about Pascal, but uh, is he that legend status? I put it on yesterday. Is he is he the legend status of you know your Peter Wards, your even your Lewis Dunks who's playing at the moment? Ben, in your opinion. Gross legend, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. And like I said earlier, get him a statue. I think <laughs> at least, yeah, at least he deserves it. He's so good, and I cannot wait. It's, it's, it'll be so good for him to be that Premier League record goal scorer for us. Um, I know Glenn mm. Murray's been an unbelievable legend for us as well, but I think what Gross has done for us in the Premier League throughout his time at Brighton yeah, is just se- yeah, second to none. And we always go back to that stat about I think the chances created. He's only behind uh, De Bruyne since he joined the Premier League. And it just shows, and he, yeah, I think he's. There's no player that's probably more deserving of that record than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree. And, agree. And just to add, add on to what Ben says, I think um, because of how successful we've been in the most like recent years, um, and you know we've got legends in the past that have played for us in the Within era, the Goldstone era, and you know mm. uh, way beyond. It's amazing, but because obviously we're sort of living it now and like here and now, um, it just it becomes a bit more special, I think. So like the, the memories of Pascal, you know, scoring against Man United, you know, all, the, all these big moments that, uh, you know, he's got loads of them, like, really incredible moments. So I think it sticks up more and it he's makes it a bit more special. Every single time. Yeah, uh, uh, exactly. He's been throughout the whole, pretty much, yeah, I think the whole Premier League period, hasn't he? Yeah. Since we, yeah. Since yeah, we came yeah. up. So yeah, I, I think, and he's been incredible. Like you said earlier, uh, Ryan, like his stats speak for themselves. Um, his chance creation, like just everything about his general play. Um, and yeah, he's what so close to the record. I think you've got to give him legendary status. I don't think mm. you can't can't deny him that. Really, it's quite funny that the, no, the assist king is going to be our record goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a striker. That's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Well, it may it goes to show uh, Evan though, Ferguson's it, like... could be Evan Ferguson's. Soon. Yeah, well, it probably would be to be fair if he if he stays fit. But yeah, Pascal is is he 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 goes beyond words, mate. He goes beyond words. I, and I think to be honest with you, just to say about the legend thing, is we're doing it at a highest like the highest level that the club's ever been at now. And and for us to compare him to you know players that are great for us in League One and the Championship is fine because you know they're what's happened. They've done for the club great. But when you're comparing it purely on ability, Pascal Gross goes down as probably one of the best the club's ever had in terms of complete quality. Mm. And I think that when you put it that way, it's really, it sort of blows your mind a bit because, you know, I know that you can live in the past and live in nostalgia, but at the end of the day, the players now are better than they were then. It's as simple as that, right? You know, people can disagree because of nostalgia, but it's true. You know, people are, every, every player's an athlete. You go down to the championship, players are athletes now, you know? So um, it's, it's a completely different ball game. Football IQ is higher, tactics are better. Better. And and Gross has just kept getting better every single time, and he's what thirty one, thirty two now, and he's aging like a fine wine. It's um, you know full credit to him for adapting to the Zerbi and adapting to every manager we've had at the Prem so far. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about the fourth goal, which was obviously Welbs got his well, finally got a goal. Um, I think it, I think it was a game that was sort of crying out for him, probably the ugliest of the six <laughs> I think uh, Jose Sal will be very disappointed with himself, mm. um, sort of gone underneath. 
a bit of his arm and his, his leg as well. Um, but it's a great cross from Purvis. Uh, yeah. He's got it across really well. Um, good leap as well, to be fair to Danny. But it just felt too easy at that point. Like, it yeah. felt really, really, really easy. I don't know about you, Maz. Yeah, like, well, fair play to him as well, well, because easily, you know, as a striker, because he's done that big leap and it's easy for him to just do like mm. a, because he, he's hit the ball into the ground, which I think that's that was the key yeah. factor there because he, he's hit it downwards, whereas usually maybe a striker will just hit it and then Sars just got an easy catch then, whereas he's actually hit it into the ground, which has made it difficult for Sars yeah. to get down that low. So, do you know what? Like, credit, mm. credit where credit's due. He's actually thought about how he's going to head of that ball. It's not just, just get my head on it, just get my head on it, uh, yeah. to the best. He's actually thought about Downward. it. Downward. I'm going to hit it down and it's going to make it really difficult for the keeper to get down. Um, and yeah, and he's got it past him. And yeah, agreed. Probably Sarr's going to be a bit disappointed. But um, Danny Welby's actually thought a bit beforehand, right, I'm going to hit this into the ground and it should make it much more difficult. And, he, and he's got his goal as well. Okay. And uh, Ben, it capped off, uh, well, started off, should I say, a fantastic performance from Danny. Like, probably, in my opinion anyway, the best he's done at the club. Those sort of 60 minutes he played was, um, I, I can't think of another one where he's played that well. Uh, as you say, two goals and two assists. Um, I don't know about you, Ben, but I thought he was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, it's just another reminder of why we why we have him and why we haven't shipped him off yet. Because obviously he does get a lot of criticism because um, of coming off injured. But like when he is on the pitch, when he isn't injured, he can do that and he has that in his locker. I saw some tweets like he's been scoring in the Premier League for like fifteen years now. And he's yeah. been at some top clubs under some unbelievable managers, and I think True. yeah, there's there's no reason why we should look to get him gone soon. And he's a great option to have when he is fit, of course. And that's probably mm. the frustrating thing and why people do get frustrated because. He can do that on the pitch when he isn't injured, uh, but more often than not, he is. Mm. Mm, agree, agree. But saying that, you know, it, it was a start and then straight away after the f- second half, I mean, he scored probably, I, I don't know whether you put this down to goalkeeper should have got it or whether you put it as a really yeah, he had a bit of a shot. stinker, didn't he? Um, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was a bit of a bad bit of goalkeeping, but I don't know, it was a nice finish, left footed, curled it. Uh, it was a, it was a good technique on the ball. Keeper's going to be disappointed naturally, but it's still the brace. And I think that, as I say, he deserved it yesterday. Welbeck, we, he deserved a bit of probably luck, um, but as well, he, he I thought he was fantastic. As I said, the best I've seen him play so far. Uh, I don't know about you, Maz, but do you, would you give Danny another year? I think I think you got to. I think he is on a two year deal now. But um, you know, you've been heavily critical of him in the past, but. Yeah. He just keeps coming up with the big goals in big games. And I know we had already been five and up by that point, but he was instrumental to getting us to that point anyway. And it's that typical yeah. April, May time, Danny Welbeck, where he turns up again. No, 100%. Like, look, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree with you. I've definitely been critical of him in the past. But my, my, my biggest frustration, <laughs> and ben, Ben's already touched on it, was that simply just the injuries. It's like, cool, you can have a great player, an incredible player, but if they don't step on the pitch, then, what, what, you know, I get obviously off the pitch as well, he must be yeah. a big influence. Massive. Uh, and he definitely helps off the pitch as well. Like, I think the lads love him, the manager loves him. Uh, he's got an abundance of experience, as Ben mentioned, he's played at really top clubs. He's been doing it for 15 years. He's clearly a massive asset to the football club and I'd 100% would give him another mm. year. My just biggest qualm is that, yeah, injuries, like how much, you know, you can't, for me personally, he's not a starter. For me, I'd still have him as a an impact player to come off the bench around sixty minutes and impact the game that way. That's just my personal, you know, opinion. And and he's proven me wrong plenty of times. I you know I, I can't deny that. Um, but I just don't think he's. If you want to be 
you know, now going for Europe and playing at, uh, you know, Europa League level or, or conference level, even Champions League level, let's be real with everyone. He's not the guy to lead your line. Can we all agree on that? <laughs> or not? Or, or would you? Um, no, maybe uh, Europa League and Conference League, he could probably do it. But yeah, not Champions League, maybe. No. That's yeah. fair enough. That's just my opinion anyway. Right, let, I think, let's think about oh, Baghdad away in Conference League. I think Welbeck can do a job in Baghdad. So oh, yeah, that's no, a true. Okay, continent, yeah, actually. Okay. <laughs> Conference League, Europa League, you probably could do a job. But let's say we Conference have aspirations. Conference like pub teams. Yeah, true, true. But okay, okay let's say we have aspirations. groups. Yeah, don't even qualify um let's say we let's say we, we've got aspirations for champions leagues uh champions league um i just don't think he's the guy to lead the line but I'm not, that's not to say he's a brilliant you know player to have in the squad i'm not contesting that whatsoever he's a great and, individual as well yeah um, exactly so like, he gets on so well yeah i, I just think personally I, I think he's a definitely give him a contract give him a new one-year extension um, having having him with the squad and hopefully with additions, let's say the James Milner as well and Adam Alana in the squad, we're going to have such great experience in that squad uh, to help the younger, especially the amount of young players we have, to pass on that wisdom and experience is worth the one-year contract alone. Mm. So, well, you could see yeah. the experience and wisdom that he's probably passed on because he's very he's known for his iconic chip and he loves using the chip emoji on Twitter. And yeah. Dennis Undav mm. done arguably one of the best chips you'll see. Uh, like pretty soon yeah. afterwards, didn't he? It was such a good goal. The way it like hits the bar just before it goes in as well. It was an yeah. unbelievable finish. I didn't realise it at the so post. He, lo- he looked like a player that. that had been scoring like 20 goals a season. Like He looked like so confident to take that. He didn't look I, like a player that's had a lot of criticism recently. I, I think that's sure. what it is with Undav. He, he's a very good finisher. I think just the other parts of his game, so he's obvious, improving. Yeah, yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's, he's unbelievable at finishing. Um, but... It's just the other parts of his game, you know, the the link up play, the the little passes, the you know, just the the, the basic stuff. I think of, of link up play and you know, yeah, getting himself, he gets himself into good positions, etc. And, and he's very good at finishing. But then there's other parts of his game which need improvement. I think that's what's frustrating. I think sometimes for fans. Mm. Saying that though, like I think when you're at this club at this moment in time, you are at the best club in the country in the world at the moment to be if you want to progress as a player. You you wouldn't want 100%. to be anywhere else at the moment unless you're at a Manchester City and, and that's about it I mean you know if you're at a Man City but you're not going to have the chance to progress anyway I think if you're a player like Undav who's been so low on confidence fans it's amazing what happens when people stop shouting I'm more into the beauty of him isn't it it's, oh, yeah. it's amazing um, but anyway <laughs> um, yeah I, I, I just think it's I'm, I'm so happy for him I'm so happy for him because he deserves it. he's a popular guy around the squad He's, he's clearly a good finisher. He had a great game yesterday. And I am so happy for him because it, he deserves any sort of moment like that. Similar to Bill, Billy Gilmore. They, they, they've waited for this moment. They've had, they've had the patience. They haven't kicked up a fuss. They've been waiting for the, They've been patient with the fans, even when they've been getting on their backs. And they've not just been throwing the towel in and, and getting it in a strop about it, which is what most fans should be annoyed about. But still, somehow, somehow they managed to find gripes with the ones that are. Um, but yeah, I think that they've been they've been both fantastic. And one thing I would say about both of them, particularly Billy Gilmore, he was always looking for the ball. He was always looking for the ball. He was sort of screaming midfield off the ball, creating space for himself, always looking for that pass. And regardless of where he, where it was in the pitch, he was making up the ground. And similar to uh, to Dennis Undav, he dropped deep quite a lot. Uh, I think Danny Welbeck almost played a bit of a ten yesterday uh, and, and played it so well. And that's. 
you know, you wouldn't have been able to say that Danny Welbeck would have been playing a 10 yesterday. But Undav sort of did the same. He dropped deeper, went forward. Uh, Billy Gilmore was all over the place. I think it's proof that we do have these players, when they're in good confidence, to be fine. I do honestly, honestly, honestly believe that Undav was a confidence thing. And I really, really, really hope that this is a kick on for him because um, I said it to you boys off air, didn't I? I said, if he scores against United, all will be forgotten. All will be forgotten that it was even mentioned as a flop. And, and it, wouldn't, it wouldn't even be thought of. As well, Ryan, I think. Um, what was that? Oh, what if I if he scores against United, I get a uh, yeah. Undav shirt? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> let's 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 chill, let's chill, let's chill. Yeah. But um, you said it. Depends <laughs> how nice the home kit is next season. If the kit's yeah. next, if the kit's nice next season, I might might consider it. But um, no, shout out to Dennis. He he really took his chance yesterday, and it just sealed off such a great day. I mean, when Undav scoring a goal like that, chip as you say, like unbelievable finish, probably the best of the lot. Uh, but that yeah. brings me on to the question, Ben. What was the best of the six? Oh, mate, that's really tough. Obviously, it's between Gross's volley and um, Danny Welbeck's header. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and, uh, and, that's chip. and oh, it's that's really, really tough, actually, because uh, the te- technique and both of them are so different, but both were so, yeah. so good. Gross first as well was good, you know, that Julio pass started with Gilmore's pass. I nice think, counter-attack. Yeah, it was. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to give it to Dennis Undav, which is harsh on Gross because it was such a good goal. But just because it clips the bar as it goes in, I think that just made it one of the sexiest chips you'll ever see. Um, so I'm going to give Dennis Undav. Yeah, great, great, great. How about you, um, uh, Yeah, it is really tough. It's a good question. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Pascal just because of the way the, the way it was fizzed into him. Yeah, the volley. Yeah. Um, the way it was fizzed into him. The way he like, sets himself up. And it just wallops it in. And, and it was just like really aesthetically, it sort of curves away as well from the keeper. Yeah. And uh, I, I've got to give it to Pascal. You know that Peter Kay meme where he just goes, Fair fuck enough. off when he hits yeah. the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of reminds me of that. Like, I, I wish Pascal Gross was like, fuck off. And just <laughs> smacked yeah. it top bins. It was a great, it was a great strike. Like he got so much power behind it. I'm going to give it to Dennis for the occasion. But yeah, Pascal's was such a pure strike. But um, I'll give it to Dennis for the occasion. He deserves it. Uh, took it so well, as you say. And a little celebration at the end as well. And it sealed off as well uh, for the, only the fifth time in Premier League history that there was three players having a brace in a game. That is insane, by the way. Mad stat. Mm. Mad stat. Yeah. Was he our 15th goal scorer this season as well in the Prem? Or is that right? I didn't know that. that. Yeah. And the only team that has Mad. a better of 16, goal, uh, 16 different players is Arsenal, I think. Oh. Well, I read. On oh, wow. And we've yeah. also broken our points record of last season as well. Yeah. Um, so, so many records broken yesterday. Um, yeah, we've been, we've been seriously flying. And around. another yeah, record break to, to lead us on, uh, breaking our record transfer, uh, transfer fee, sorry. João Pedro. There you go. 30 mil, apparently. Oh, my God. That surprised million, me so million. much seeing that. I was like, mm. is this a joke? I checked, I checked for Britchio's at and I was like, surely this is like a fake account. Um, yeah. But luckily, it wasn't that. That came out out of nowhere. Seems to like us again now, Fabrizio. I think yeah. after we did that tweet, DM me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. After, after that tweet we did about um, does Romano have an agenda against Brighton? Mm. He's been very pro Brighton. Um, so thank us, Brighton fans. We basically yeah. made that deal. Yeah, happen. You're welcome. We made the jail bedroom deal happen. Yeah, we're uh, but no, for legal reasons, just, we weren't. Yeah, <laughs> just on Carl Pedro, um, I, th- I think it's a fantastic signing. He's 21. Um, he's done pretty well considering a uh, struggling Watford f- for their standards. They really struggled this season in the championship. Um, I know that they, uh, I think like the running joke at the moment is that they give away a lot of leads 
Um, they go sort of one, two nil up and then just capitulate. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, for, for a struggling <laughs> Watford side to score, I think it's 11 goals, I want to say, this season, um, or something around that. Um, yeah, yeah, like, he looks an exciting player. He's still raw. He's still t- only 21. Um, he's already played in the Premier League, obviously, when they first uh, when they first signed him. Um, and then, exciting yeah, then. Yeah, ex- exactly. And then to, 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 I think it's really important that he's actually played in the Championship to really, you know, develop him as a player and, uh, you know, ca- yeah. a character and physicality. Everything about your game, you, you improve in the Championship because it's such a difficult league. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's yeah. a really exciting. And I think hopefully it's a statement of intent of what, Bloom is going to invest now and invest into Zerbi, hopefully. I think that's like the key yeah. takeaway for me. Is if we're going to spend 30 million on Jal Pedro, who's a 21 year old, you know, yeah. will we spend more elsewhere as well? So that, that's exciting. Hmm. I don't know, Jal Pedro. <laughs> that's such a great response. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, to Zerbi, that is, that is class. But um, no, I, I agree. I think he's, I think he's a fantastic player. I, I was, I've wanted to, I've signed him on every football manager, um, genuinely. I, I, yeah, I, I signed him this season. So well, I'm man. happy. Yeah, I'm glad we've I'm glad we've gone after him because he he does look class and yeah, thirty million. So this is this seals off such a crazy weird week for Brighton. We lost three one to begin it all off at, at Nottingham Forest, uh, but then we spent thirty million on a player that we weren't even linked with to then score four four goals in forty minutes to then break our record of six goals in a Premier League game. We need to and lose midweek. Break more our often. points record as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just play Forest like just to humble us every yeah. Wednesday, and then we could just yeah. like bounce back against. We always seem to do it. Uh, but one, one more um, actually as well. You've always got James Milner. Um, I, I'm a big fan of this, you know. I'm a big fan of getting Milner in. I think that's class. Bit of experience. Can't go wrong. Squad depth. Player coach role. Give it to Versatile. him on a plate because I'll have it all over the time. Versatile yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah I'm, all, I'm all over it. What about you, Maz? Yeah, again, very similar to, to Welbeck vibes. I wouldn't want him starting every game, true, true. but definitely, definitely having him in around. He's got great squad. fitness, to be fair to him. Yeah, no, no, mate, mate, like fair play to the guy. He's what thirty eight, and he's yeah, still. Yeah, my friend run. says he wins the bleep test every year. Yeah, he, apparently, he at Liverpool, like his yeah. fitness levels are so a fit. joke. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a joke. Don't get me wrong. It's just, but like, if he can't start for Liverpool, I don't know, obviously they are technically better than us. Well, they're not at the moment, but. Like you, 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 you know, yeah, you think, you know, if he's not, you can't get into Liverpool's side, uh, and it's sort of similar, an upgrade, about, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's an upgrade, exactly, mate. You can't get into Liverpool, how's he gonna get into the Brighton team? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, no, look, look, um, yeah, no, it's a great addition, uh, brings a lot of experience, like you said, versatility, you can play pretty much anywhere, really, aside from up top, uh, and centre back. Um, so it's great versatility, especially like let's say Veltman gets injured again, and he's obviously been injured quite a bit now recently. Um, to have him as a right back cover is brilliant. Um, yeah, really good addition, really smart. Um, and like you said, Brian potentially even can go into coaching after yeah. uh, and, and potentially at Brighton as well. So yeah, that's probably really, one of the biggest selling points for him as well. Yeah, well obviously, really good Lallana's Lala, Lala, yeah. probably sung our praises for that. I'm just looking into the future next season and I'm seeing a lineup of gross at right back with James Milner at left back. <laughs> it's gonna be Unreal. and then we somehow I can't win wait. like a we will be there. margin. We will, we will be there. there. We will be there. I would be there. I did see a funny t- I think a few people made the same joke, but it was funny, it was like Brighton's done it again, another unknown <laughs> coming. Yeah. Yeah. Decent wonder kid. 
Yeah. Think we should yeah. Him out first. But no, he's he's going to be good. He's going to be good, mate. Don't worry. Mm. Um, no, I'm excited for it. All jokes aside, James Milner, it's a, it's a welcome addition without doubt to to seal that one off because uh, he would be a good signing. And yeah. yeah, 37 years old, still one of the fittest so guys. It's so weird seeing James Milner play for Brighton. How weird Yeah, is it would. <laughs> I thought that. That is I so strange. That. He's a very famous guy, you know. He's a famous face. Like, people know his face in football. He's mm. a very big character, but yeah. no, it should be or good. And also, the last one, just the last bit of transfer news was obviously Devin Davin. Devine, Devin, I can't know how to spell oh, his name. Uh, uh, Wrench. Um, I'm real on football manager, so for that Wrench. reason, I'm all over it. Ajax right back, Wrench. Um, oh, him. he's so good yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, according to the report, Alex I read Scott the report as well. just from here because Alex Scott as well. Alex Scott as well. Yeah, yeah. Alex. That's according to Alex Crook. Uh, shout out Alex mm. Crook. He's a good guy. Um, and yeah, on here it says, according to, let me just make sure I don't get his name wrong. Santi Uana. Sorry if I butchered your name, mate. Uh, however, Brighton are more advanced than Arsenal to close a deal this summer for Deven Wrench, who is a right back. Obviously, great, great talent. Uh, everyone would sort of knows him. He's Dutch. Um, but I'll be all over it. We do need a right back without a doubt. Apparently, he's our top priority this summer as well. Um, I don't know if you boys are too familiar. I'm sure, Ben, you probably used him on Football Manager as well as me. Um, but yeah, it'd be a decent actually. signing. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I've, I've beaten no, you no, on no. one. <laughs> yeah, no, you have. It just oh. my my question, obviously, like, wait, so what did you say? He plays left back or right back? Right back. Right, right back. back. I think is that because Veltman is going? Because I know his, I know his like wife doesn't like the yeah, club. We've got no depth like that. with him, have we? I know, but apparently, like Veltman like... might be leaving. Yeah, I, th- I think this, he's gone. Deserby, want, Deserby came out in an interview, said he wants him to stay. It's just whether he wants to yeah. stay. Basically, that was my that yeah, was my exactly. interview. <laughs> he said it. I said to him, yeah, I said to him about Veltman. He said he wants him to stay. Um, yeah. But I, I think he will. I think he will now. But mm. question then, boys, is does that mean Lamptey's out the out the the equation then? I think Lamptey. Uh. Yeah, I think he could be for a bit. I reckon he needs a loan mate. Like he needs a full season of playing football again because he barely plays anymore because he's just constantly injured, mm. uh, which is a shame because he's such yeah, a great sad. talent. But he just always gets injured, and we all love Tarek. We always have done. But in my and I, I'm the I, I'm probably the last person you'd expect to say yeah, but I. Yeah, I don't. I don't want him to risk his career getting injured in the Premier League when he could probably do it alone now. Um, but we'll see. So. Apparently, Sporting want him, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, Wolves did, wasn't it? Yeah. Wolves tried to try to loan him as well in the window towards the end of the window. Yeah, yeah, he could be right. You know, I don't, I wouldn't go there, mate. No, <laughs> I was no. just saying for a mate. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think that's about it. Obviously, Alex Scott we mentioned, but we'll see about that one because it's a bit of lesser links. There's nothing advanced yet, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's caps off a pretty unbelievable three or four days, to be honest with you. What a mad whirlwind of a four, four days it's been in, as a Brighton fan. Um, and yeah, we'll. Uh, anything else to mention? I don't think there is. Um, comments below. Dennis the Menace, another pod yeah. title by Ben. Thank God. There you go, Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Dennis the Menace. Dennis, Dennis the Menace. Menace. Yeah. Comment below Dennis the Menace. It'll be the pod title as well. We'll yeah. see you probably, yeah, just before United because we've got a preview of it anyway. Uh, yeah. Maz has got a dart off to a uh, party now, so he's going to be getting yeah, on it. Party. And we'll see you all very, very, very soon. Cheers. Sorry, and if you want to be on the pod, there the link will still be below to sign oh, yeah. up to that waiting list. Be on the pod. Get on the waiting list for... In the description, YouTube description. Don't go yet. Oh. Next gen. Next gen. Jeez. I'm not Next putting the hat on because I'm just... <laughs> The 
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.